When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Attention Carriage House members, producer Tony here. I know I'm not the usual person to give the episode teaser, but Mrs. Glickman is traveling today, and we'll just say there was a slight snafu with her travel plans. Not important whose fault it was, but let's just say if you're going to book Mrs. Glickman a business class seat, make sure it is a front-facing seat and not a rear-facing seat, or else there might be hell to pay. Brian is off conquering Hollywood as he is wont to do, which leaves me to give you the pertinent episode info for the week. AR Social Club, let's talk about it. May's drink is, of course, going to be spectacular, as will the Kiki, undoubtedly. Uh, We can't wait to see all of you uh, later this month for that. June, if you can believe it, is the one-year anniversary of the Social Club. Uh, It's it's incredible to believe that it's been going on for a year, uh, and we couldn't be more excited. Do Ron and Brian have something big planned for the one-year anniversary? You better believe they do. It's going to be an absolutely spectacular cocktail box and kiki for June. Absolutely, you should join us. ARsocialclub.com, ARsocial.club. The summer season is quickly approaching, and what better way to impress all of your summer guests than with a bar provided by AR Social Club? Patreon. As we have told you, the tiers are going to be changing and the prices will be increasing very soon. Uh, There's never been a better time to join Patreon because you can lock in the current prices. We're not going to force anybody out of their current tier uh, who's a current member. Uh, So if you want to join and lock in the prices now, you can do that. Uh, And then those of you who are members now, uh, you can also choose different tiers as they come out. But uh, again, you can keep the current tier that you're in if you like. Our long-form journalism club has been a huge success uh, over the past few months. We really enjoy doing it. Uh, We've had uh, numerous literary giants on to help us uh, uh, shed some light on the uh, various articles that we've read. Our most recent guest was Richard Lawson from Vanity Fair, excuse me. Uh, So join us over at patreon.com slash askrana. Without further ado, what do you say we give a listen to FreeFeed 167 with the delightful Grace Campbell. Enjoy. Okay, Dion. I'm ready. I'm ready. Where are you now? I'm not going to be harassed or yelled at. Okay. I know, but I need to know where you are now because no, I know I'm you're t- not in Prague. In I'm fact, I tired, know where that is. I'm tired of being made to feel guilty about living a fabulous life. It's just you're so selfish about it, Rana. Like In what form? Well, where am I? Not there. 
Oh, but that's everything to do with your career. I just read that 911 was picked up for another goddamn season by, pardon me, an actual network. network. <laughs> an actual <laughs> network. You're probably going to make more money with them than you made before. With Fox is not an actual network? <laughs> well, we could say anything we want about them. That's they true. Canceled you're right. 911. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, to man- ABC. What did you think? Saying. Okay. So we're in the time machine. That Tucker Carlson text came out today. <gasps> wow. <sighs> Wow. I mean, I, we don't have to really get into it. I just He is so I, I just feel like if that's so who he actually that, is, that was a text that you said, this is how I text to people that I don't think anyone's going to read my text. So this is and, who I am. And also it's exactly wow. that. This is who I am. Like really yeah. hardly Cas- any of it. Very casually. Yeah. Except for the Trump stuff about how like secretly he thought Trump was Trump was a demon but publicly praised him. Except for that switch. Oh, I didn't even read it. He is who yet. he is. I just couldn't believe believe what a um I mean, I guess the word we use now is proud boy. You know, that's sort of what what and he really so he really damaged. is a sort of Cod carrying. I mean, the Proud Boys have evolved in all kinds of odd ways. We don't have to get into that. But my point is, he's a total brown shirt. Completely. That was like reading the diary of a guy that ended up joining the Nazi Party in 1933. It, I, I actually couldn't. It felt old-fashioned. It felt it. so old-fashioned. I was astonished. You know, I don't know why. Actually, I mean, I May- could believe it. It's not that it was out of nowhere. Like, you I know, do I was believe in his it. home once. You're kidding. You know who his father was? Remind he, me. Just as big of a piece of shit. Um, was out. Do you remember the documentary about the trans woman who was <sighs> inventing that car, but it was all a big swindle? Coke is it. Yes, I do. Okay. Tucker Carlson's father was the one who was hell bent on exploiting her and like outing her. And it was his mission. He hated, he hated her. But he had a lot of money. How did he make his money? I think he worked in news actually, or something like that. Or started in news. But but there was something to where he made it his story where his father wasn't his father was his father, but somehow he was there was some sort of he was like a lonely, sad boy who's either mother or father left him. I can't remember. I don't care. No, he's straight up out of like Tucker Carlson is like a black Klansman. He would have I, been in that movie. I couldn't believe reading that felt like reading the diary entry of a misguided person in 1933, but more importantly, not even misguided, an absolute sociopath. Sociopath. I know I'm supposed to care, but. So I will because I'm supposed to, but it never occurred to me until this moment. And all I can think about is I have a bloodthirst. I want to taste the blood, that he is, and also just like Trump, one of those participators from the sidelines. Not that I have any respect for people that are actually violent, but I just mean those guys that whip people up and, and send them off to go, to do their, you know, White collar bidding. No, it's full. Like he's a full insurrectionist. Correct. That was the most disgusting text I've ever read. Frankly, almost. I mean, really awful. Well, other than you know, what a few few that come through on your dating profile. By the way, That's somebody true. told me some somebody told me things. somebody who I really like told me you keep popping up on their dating profile. Really. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Someone well, I, I might have, really like. I didn't have the hat to ask him for a screenshot because I didn't want to know. What Wait. Someone you know but don't know what for. they look like? No, I didn't want a screenshot of yours because I, I didn't want to know. I don't have anything dirty on there. How do I know? I didn't ask for a screenshot. Oh, okay. 
you know. Well, who is this person? I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, you know, send me a pizza, chocolate, or something like that. You know, that would know. be nice. <laughs> no, I don't have anything dirty up on the profile. Take me to I, Serendipity Three or take me nowhere. That's probably honestly, you know I might change my change profile, my headline say, to that. Take me to Serendipity Three for a frozen hot chocolate or take me nowhere. Yep. yep. Do you tuck your windbreaker into your <laughs> swim trunks? I do, Rana. <laughs> Who is this I'll person? just tell you now. I tuck my windbreaker into my swim trunks. Yeah. It would be kind of fun to lead with the thing you were most afraid. You know, That's I, true. Brian Safi, I spend way too much time in my bathing suit. Brian Safi, all I think about most of the day is moisturization. Yeah. Well, that's boring. Rana, who is it? Can't tell you because I think you might and match what? with him when you're in Prague. And what the... You're in coming Prague? back to Prague, aren't you? Didn't you say you're coming back to Prague? I am, but someone you know in Prague? You know what? I'm not going to be harassed or interrogated. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> this person lives in New York, but they're currently in Prague. My and God. I believe I'd thought about setting you up with this person for some Is time. Is it Cindy I don't Adams? Know, I don't know if he's your type. He does listen to the show, so I probably should stop talking. She does listen to the show, so I should probably stop talking. Yeah, you're open. To oh, you're trying to set me up. You. <laughs> no, this. <laughs> you're trying to set me up with a woman. You, you're just. You really are my mother. <laughs> you know, you've been through everybody else. I figured. Why don't we take this rainbow all the way back to the beginning? <laughs> Rana, what the? F- also, by the way, before I guess. By the way, so, that the- got a real laugh out of you. I get about once, once a month. I get a that genuine belly laugh out of you. Rana, it's not a woman. What- it's a man, as far as I know. But what I haven't, he- you know, I'm not checking under the hood, but that's my understanding. Well, I mean, should I go back to Prague right now? Rana, <laughs> Rana, what the hell yeah. are you do- doing drinking a Coca-Cola? Am I not free to be you and me? Is everyone else we- free to be you and me? Well, I thought you were supposed to drink a Coke with a friend. And, Coke and is, have a Coke and a smile. Friend. Have a Coke and a smile. Is it a glass bottle or a plastic bottle? I can't tell. Oh, come on. It's glass. What do you think? I'm an wow. absolute maniac. Did you know what you, you know do that taste I call Baby Steve a maniac all the time? <laughs> My niece one time. It's not nice. I should stop saying what I say. What does this maniac want now? That toddler's a maniac. Oh, they're maniac. I remember yeah. my, I'll never forget when my... <laughs> Sister-in-law called my niece one time. She was like, because my niece was having a tantrum and she was a toddler. And my sister-in-law goes, you are honestly, Lillian, stop. You're acting like a psychopath. And she stopped crying and she stared at her and she goes, I'm not a psychopath. It was so good. Uh, This is what this person came up with today. I don't know if you can see it. She's chic as hell. I'll be honest with you. Steve is chic. Steve put this outfit together and decided to pose for a photo shoot we're in london so i had the nanny take a go over to izzy pizzy easy peasy whatever it's called pick her up some sunglasses because she's stealing everyone else's sunglasses now so she could have her own i mean and listen she's photographed she took him, she took to him fast but when she walked into the room say hello to me i swear to god she <laughs> i swear to god she was acting like she was blind i don't think she's mastered the idea either the lenses are too dark oh. or she walked in like Ray Charles. I mean, she's you know, looking up and not exactly sure where to go. Ah. That's pretty great. Anyway, I guess it's going to be in about a minute and a half. Should we read some comments or something? Yeah. Right. Dante, you'll just text us when she gets Oh, it. but I- first, let me just say, 
Join us on Patreon because we do have a new monthly long-form journalism club. The comments go nuts when that happens. It's patreon.com slash askrana. We have people to join us, none other than Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, Mickey Rapkin, Richard Lawson. Exactly. Exactly. Richard Lawson, to me, is one of the funniest people that ever lived. What did he say to you on the... He's so quick. Oh, he's hysterical. He said something so funny to you on the quote, well, on the um, the pull video. Patron. Oh, yeah. So fun. He's so quick. He's, He's so, so quick, quick that honestly, I'm not quite as quick. So it always takes, I'm on a delay with him. No one's as quick. Like as I Richard start laughing 10 seconds after he said something. He should do, he should do in the old saloon. If the, if the insul, old saloon was a quick grab Completely. of a pop culture reference, but also just a little bit to the left, he'd win the, the draw I wouldn't every wanna, time. Listen, I wouldn't want to challenge him to a duel. You He's know what a mean? quick draw. Yeah. For He's sure. so fun. I, every time I hear him or speak to him or read anything of his, I think, why am I not living in the same house with him? Honestly, like part of me wants to live in New York full time simply because Just to of be it. around him. Yeah. You were spending time together during the day. He mentioned it. We did. We went to lunch. We had really a, cup, nice. we had a couple of old fruits like you two go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arden Marine was with us. Uh, well, she's an old fruit too. So she's a fruit fly, no doubt about up. it. She's a fruit fly, no question. <laughs> so we went to Cafe Clooney in the West Village. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. You probably know that place, right? Come on. Yeah. So we went there. Very pretty. Uh, it is very. It pretty. was Instagram before Instagram Cafe Clooney. Was it? Mm-hmm. People were photographing. Just it. it was that attractive. Always mm-hmm. very attractive. That it's corner. A very nice place. It's nothing like that corner. Oh, I call great. that corner and the street above it the Paramount lot because that's what it looks like. It does look like it looks like New York Street. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, now it's just full of people taking pictures of the friends apartment and the Sex in the City apartment. It's just it's right. wild. Yeah. All right. Also, don't forget mm-hmm. about the AR Social Club, arsocialclub.com, arsocial.club. We're coming up on one year anniversary. And I'm really working on something very exciting for the gift. You're kidding. But let me, well, of course, what am I going to do? Just let the, let it pa- pass, you know? Yeah. You the other thing is, I just want to say, we talked about this last week, but the drink for May, oh, sorry, for May. The for one a- for, for April. April. I mean, May's going to be gorgeous too. And I'll just tell people, I could even tell people what it's called because they won't know what's in it, but they'll know the kind of thing we're doing. I'm visiting so, my parents this weekend and I wanted oh, to bring God. the drink. Well, I'm visiting them because I want to come back a few pounds lighter because, you know, I'll have streaming diarrhea by the time I get back. But I was That's really just, just out anxiety. of nerves. But yeah. I was really—I <laughs> wanted to take the creme de violette with me because I, I knew it would impress them. And so I'm really gorgeous. still at that stage. We did an aviation, and it had oh the most God, magnificent violet-colored napkin, which was, was perfect so... because the creme de violette was the star of the drink. Actually, you know it that really never was. sink gin was fabulous. Delicious. And uh, I keep calling it never mind. It's never. Yes, sink. I believe you called it never mind <laughs> on the end. Poor Yoni, who and his apples. And we love Yoni. I hope he takes his Yoni. wife to see Merrily We Roll Along. Yeah, I hope we he love does too. That's a fun runner. If you're in the AI Social Club, Brian loves to ask every straight guy that comes in <laughs> what musical theater, what Sondheim piece they're going to see. Uh, in any event. And by the way, they always take me seriously. Like they never well, think. Of course they're always they do. like, they're um, just, yeah, I'll think all about this it. Nice, I'll, I'll think about boys. it. They're very sweet. You're harassing them. It's the only moment that I think, what a nasty piece of work he is. Oh, please. In any event, our guest is here. AISocial.club. 
Patreon.com slash askarana. As I've said before, get in now while the getting is good. The tiers are changing. If they change, you can stay where you are. But when they change, if you want to be in the new tiers, you got to move. That's how it works. Yep. But we want to acknowledge and we want to respect and we want to thank all of the incredible, uh, you know, what do you call them? Angel supporters. Angel investors. Angel investors. All the people that have been in. My God. What? It's going to be the. Anyway, invite our guest and that's going to be turned on. I've got to tell them to buzz off. I didn't even hear anything. Well, it was a buzzer. Anyway, uh, bring, bring in our guest. That's what happens. You stay in a five-star, they come to your turn down. My fault. Yeah, it is your fault. All right. Oh, there it goes again. B-I-B. Uh, you got it. Excuse me. Are you stewing? And I'm not talking about uh, cooking in a crock pot. Okay? Even though we all know that's where a stew is best served. Maybe you're stewing about a health problem you have. Honey, don't I know about it? I've been battling the skin. It's actually much better now. And a lot of times you resort to going on a podcast and asking people for help or texting your group chat to get your friends' opinions or anything like that. But what you really actually need is quality medical advice. And chances are you're not going to find that in your group chat or even on TikTok for that matter. But you can find it from a doctor. And you can especially find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend and they give you actual expert care and they give it to you in a way that you actually need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them, and they treat almost every condition under the sun, okay? No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. Because with ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. How does that sound? Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find a book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs, and by the way, schedule just right. So, Go to ZocDoc.com slash AskRana and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash AskRana. ZocDoc.com slash AskRana. Wait a minute. Oh, my God, Rana. I don't want to make a habit of this. This is one of Scarlett's closest Scarlett is getting way too involved with well, this Well, she's show. Naomi Jr. There's no question about Don't it. ever say that. Wrong. She's That's coming just... for your crown, and she's doing it in a very different manner. And if she I She is you, because you want to know concerned. something? Well, she's doing it in the British She style. doesn't- She's hiding behind a curtain in Elizabeth the she's First She's not fighting court. me back. Right. Well, she's just hiding behind a curtain. And if you end up, you know, poisoned on a leg of mutton, it had nothing to do with her. She Fair sent enough. one of her lady, ladies' mates to do it. That's sure. the sort of treachery that we're dealing with. That from we're Scarlett dealing with. She's a mastermind. She is. Yeah, she from is. From her bed. She could have, she would have been an excellent queen. She's terrific at running things from her bed. But that has nothing to do with anything here. Is this new guest going to sabotage me? And I have bad news for Scarlett. She's more of a Mary Queen of Scots than she is of an Elizabeth I, but that's just. How Who doesn't want to be sometimes. Mary Queen of Scarves? Scar- nobody, nobody wants to meet Mary Queen of Skirts. What about Mary you? Queen of Scarves? 
This fabulous creature who's joining us today is one of her closest friends, which is how I became aware of her. But that's an absurd thing to say because this is an Edinburgh star. Oh my God, she's like totally- This is a London comedy star. She's- And this is a person who, there's nothing I love more at the moment than her Carrie Edmondson impersonation since she does of Boris Johnson's horrible wife, the one that they threw the laptop of each, each other in the apartment. Oh, she's the that best. That the neighbors complained because he threw a laptop at her or whatever it was. Is she the they one who gets the donuts for him to eat every morning or whatever he's eating? He <laughs> eats something crazy every Whatever night. it is, every time they're in public, she's admonishing him in a very quiet way. But whatever it is, I love this person. I love her comedy. I love her point of view. She's also an author. She wrote a book, Rana. Well, that's not in my business, but she could tell us oh, about it. Okay. Her name is Grace Campbell. You may know know her as Disgrace Campbell. That's right. Her book is amazing, Disgrace, and she's absolutely <laughs> hilarious and smart. And one of those people who gets like the great criticisms, like the, she gets good notices. She's also hilarious. Grace. Grace. Hi, guys. How Thank are you? Thank you for you? being here. Did we did we did we misrepresent you in any way? No, you represented me perfectly. perfectly. There we go. You're in New York yeah. right now. I'm in New York. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm really looking at quite a chic view from my hotel, and I've been here for a week. Uh, for I just fun did a tour. or for sort of both? I just did a yeah. tour in the UK, and then I was like, I'm gonna like splash out and just take myself to New York and like go on dates of like a hot American man and like get some mm. new material for my next show. But also yeah. I've been doing lots of meetings while I've been here. So it's been like both. Have you found any hot American man? Is that a In thing? New York oh there's God, yeah. In New York there's Guys, what, like, what is actually going on? Like Hinge in New York is so much better. Uh, than do you want to know London. something, Grace? I what? only go on Hinge when, I mean, I live in LA, but I'm in New York yeah. a lot. I only go on Hinge when I'm in New York. Exhausted. Hinge is so good here. It's like, honestly, so good because the people are not only hot, but they're intelligent. They do, they do various things. They're in various yeah. fields. It's amazing. Shall I get yeah. on Hinge or is there an age limit? No, you can get on it. No, you, you can definitely get on Hinge. I think we should but, put me on Hinge, Brian. Can you help me? I'll be of your course. Hinge. I'll hinge Mr. to Cleveland you. Might you should not definitely like that, be on Hinge. Yeah. Let's put well, me on Hinge. You have a bo- boyfriend though. Well, <laughs> so what? Well, what do you, do you think, think? No one who's on Hinge has a boyfriend or girlfriend seeing a man or any who kind installs, of um, What does it have to do with you? It bothers you so much that we're not exclusive. It really bothers you so much. I think so it's much. disgusting, to be honest with you. <laughs> it really does. You become, a, you become a real Southern matchmaker when it comes to my personal <laughs> Well, Grace- you, can I talk about Mr. Cleveland a little? Ron's no. boyfriend. What are we yeah. gonna, Grace he, only has an hour. What are you going to bother install, her for? Install like if you ever need your carpet cleaned, he'll come oh, over come and on. do it. You know what? That's a very sexually suggestive thing to say to a person like Grace. Oh no, that's quite hot. I'm not going to lie, that's hot. Yeah, all I Grace want has been is getting your carpet cleaned put... all week. She's been in New York yeah. all week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm carpet free at the moment, but oh, good for you. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? Though? I'm jealous of your, of your. Next time I go to New York, I'm getting right on Hinge. 
Let me tell you guys, I can't even, I haven't had enough time to go on all of the dates. Right, exactly. And by the way, people keep dates in New York. Like no one's like, oh, I'm too tired or da da da. It's like, no, let's go meet right now. It's amazing. But do you hear this attitude? This is the right attitude. Everyone writes to us and says, oh, I don't, I don't want to have to go on a dating app in order to find someone. I just want lightning to strike over like a cabbage head at the grocery store. You know, I can't, you know, Wuthering Heights, which is the worst book ever written. And et cetera, et cetera. And then listen to you too. All you want to do is go on a million dates and why not? Who cares? Well, I don't feel this way in London because I'm so uninspired by dating in London. But then I've come here and I'm like matching a a level of men that like I would never see on Hinge nor would I ever get with in London. And like some of the guys I've like, I went on a date on my birthday with just probably the hottest person I'll ever get with. Like, and I'm like, only in New York would I have met that person on Hinge. That's and ha- so did fun. he think it was a little weird that you went out with him on your birthday? Right. So this is a really good, like, it's a little okay, weird. So I really, Christ. It's like, it just weird. Call, but, call. When it's okay, a little but, lonely, it's a little sad, it's a little weird. Okay. It is weird, but I wasn't meant to be here. I wasn't meant to be here. I was meant to be in LA, right, for my birthday. But you then don't I have got, one friend in New York, Christ. I have friends. I was hanging out with them all day, but then he was going to Italy the next day. We'd matched the day before. And the only time we could have seen each other was the evening of my birthday. He was so buff that I was like, I'm going to cancel my plans with my friends who are from London. I'll see good them in London. Good for you. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get with this buff, buff man because that, that was your be gift to yourself. Life. That was your It was birthday my birthday gift. present. And then, but I was like, you know, he's going to think it's weird. So I need a bit of a story of like why this has happened because I don't want to be like, I don't want him to think I'm really weird for like not having plans for my birthday. So I told him the story, which is true, which is like, I was meant to be in LA, but then I had a meeting on Monday in New York, which is like a really important meeting. And I like hyped up how important this meeting was. Sure. I mean, to be honest, the meeting actually ended up being on Zoom, but like it was in New York. And then sure. that's why I was in New York. So then I also sounded like a girl boss at the same time. Like a what? Girl, a girl boss. boss. A girl, girl, God bless you. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something about Grace. The other thing she likes to do is... <laughs> Likes to go out to different countries on Instagram, take one of those teeny tiny microphones and say to people, what do you think of Grace Campbell? The celebrity Grace Campbell. (laughs) That's absolutely Have you ever heard of Grace Campbell? And they all say either yes or no to her face, but they have no idea who she is. That's fun. It's very fun. It's the kind of thing you would do. For sure. Yeah, it's so fun. Once someone in Ireland was like, hmm. I feel like that's a girl who's got a famous dad, but I can't remember who her dad is. I was like, I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're just like Paris Hilton, yeah, Nicole exactly. Richie. You come from a long line <laughs> of hysterical people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sort of does, to be honest. Her yeah, no, I believe pretty it. pretty funny. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, in any event, Grace, we're here today because yeah. why? Because people are desperate. You know, look, I don't know whether Scarlett's brow beat you into listening to the show, how this works. I have listened I to the show. She's a, yep. she's a real evangelist. Everyone knows. She really is. She is. But people cut right in, they're desperate. These are real letters from real people with real problems, they think. We basically tell them if it's a real problem or it isn't. But whatever the case is, our policy at this show is, A, we're not professionals, we're not responsible. B, you ask a question, you get an answer, okay? So that's what we're doing here today. And for our first question, Brian, are you going to read this or I'm going to read this? Why don't you read this? You got it. Okay, you ready, Grace? 
Yeah, I'm ready. Buckle I'm up. Okay, we absolutely love this person. He's been on our show twice, which is no small feat, to be honest with you. We rarely ask people that, but we love our figure skating champion, the one and only Adam Rapon. okay? He has a podcast, Normalize This. It's a weekly lifestyle and culture podcast that boldly questions the status quo and explores new social norms for society to embrace or not. By the way, why wouldn't you want to listen to a figure skater who has also now become a media personality and a businessman? I mean, that is someone who took something they were brilliant at and just keeps on being brilliant in other areas, meaning there's someone you want to listen to. Hosted by Adam Rippon and media personality Danielle Young, each episode will challenge your perception of what's normal through engaging conversation and a few laughs along the way. Whether it's normalizing not having kids or normalizing body positivity And by the way, we're a long way from normalizing them, but the more conversation we have about it, the better. So I'm all about this show. Danielle and Adam tackle topics that were previously thought to be taboo. This podcast is a reflection of the social conversations we're all having. And if there's anything you want to normalize, by the way, you can reach out to the figure skating champion himself, Adam. You can reach out to him on all the things at Adam Rippon, or you can also reach out to Danielle at Danny. R-H-A-P-S-O-D-A-N-I on Twitter. Your topic may end up on the show. So please tap in with Daniel and Adam every Monday for Normalize This wherever you get your podcasts. Fabulous. Dear Rana, Brian, and celebrated guest, certainly. I'm a new member to the Chip family, that's our Patreon, and I'm so excited to have more time with you every week. I'm desperate for your advice. How do I resolve feelings, excuse me, how do I resolve my feelings about fairness and equity with my mother? I'm a 35-year-old white gay man living in Portland, Oregon. I'm originally from a small town in upstate New York, way upstate, closer to Canada than New York City. I grew up in a single-parent household facing extreme poverty. Being a young gay person in rural small-town America, I knew that I could not stay, so I did all the right things to get out. I was the first in my family to go to college, get a master's degree, succeed in a professional job, yada, yada, yada. Last year, my brother bought a house for my older, God, I don't know what's wrong with me. Last year, my mother bought a house for my older sister. She's older by three years. My sister has a track record of being unpredictable, irresponsible, and unemployed. My mother, someone who constantly talks with me about having nothing, bought my sister a house for about $100,000 outright. I'm often seen in my family as the one who made it out. This provides a little pride for my mother, but I feel as though she simultaneously resents me for it. My mother does not seem to recognize the hard work it took to achieve simple security. I've pulled myself up by the bootstraps over the years, and now I have normal challenges, including financial ones, which I've managed independently. I'm upset with my mother for giving my sister this enormous gift. Over the years when I've really needed help, it wasn't there. To see my sister receive a gift that will change the course for her family for generations feels unfair and disrespectful to me. Just writing that down makes me feel like a whiny baby. My mother downplays the gift as if it's nothing. She says things like, I can't afford to buy a house in Portland for you. I know that even half the amount she gave my sister would have been an awesome down payment and an enormous leg up in life. My therapist thinks that I should revel in my independence. She thinks I should enjoy the fact that I've been able to do it on my own. While I understand that sentiment, I still feel unrecognized by my mother. This feeling has created a rift with my mother, and I cannot seem to bridge it. 
Thanks for your thoughtful consideration and your advice. Please do not use my name, and so I won't. Um, I can't really tell what the question is here, if it's to get how to get over the resentment or how to process this or if he needs to say anything, but maybe all of those. I'm just a bit confused. Did I miss, like, because he was saying he, like, grew up in poverty, and then right. Where did now the mother get has got, like, $100,000. In cash, yeah. Yeah, I'm just a bit confused. I was a I am fault too. line in the, in the story there. <laughs> I am too. Um, he didn't really bridge that gap for us. <laughs> well, all we know is it happened. Yes. We know she had so the money he, to do it. I don't know yeah. where she got. I don't know if she slipped on a, you know, puddle at Walmart. Yeah. I don't sure. know what Yeah, maybe. Happened. Maybe. Um, I would, well, I'm a spoiled brat, so I would say what's, I want, I want the same. <laughs> you would just... Do you have any brothers and sisters? I have two brothers, and if my parents do anything for them, they also have to do it for me. Where do you fall? Like what? I'm the youngest. Okay, so that's the youngest. I'm the only girl. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and like they're like seven and eight years older than me. Um, But what if she doesn't have the money to do it again? Well, that that's true. I mean, but I would definitely have resentment for that. I think, like, if if I felt like my sibling had not worked as hard as me. But then was being rewarded for not working as hard as me. That Does your me do off. your brothers feel that way about you? Do your parents give them give you more than you give they give them? Yeah, definitely. But I ask for more. Don't ask. Do they care? Get. I don't think so because they're like they're sort of older and like very financially dependent, and they, they think I'm kind of a bit of a loser in a way um, for for being so well, like. That's close what's to my going parents. on here. They think I, she, I, he I, thinks she's I'm a just, loser. I'm just. I'm just so close with my parents. I think they just think it's a bit weird how close I am with them. Um, but that's because they're like kind of like trapped men. Um, but trapped I think by, I would by feel whom? <laughs> themselves, not me. Okay, so that's it. So you would just you would just say, give me the money. <laughs> no, I would definitely say this feels like a bit of a punch in the face. I have been working really hard so that I can be financially independent. And I feel like she doesn't necessarily... Um, deserve it as much but I also don't know because I feel like if I was financially independent then I'd be like well I don't actually need that money right I do think actually there is I can only I guess speak from my life my parents do help out my sister quite a bit in fact they helped her I mean she put down a lot of the money but they did help her buy a place and I remember they were so concerned with telling me that sort of like we did this for her I never wanted a dime from my parents after college. That was it for me. I didn't want a dime. That's what that's, my brothers are like. But that's because I had a not good relationship with them. I didn't want to ever have to rely on them in any way. And so I sort of carved it out for myself that I would never have that. Growing up though, like I remember my brother, they bought him a new car and I got some like horrible hand-me-down from like a great aunt. You know what I mean? That was like trash. But um. But and so I remember then feeling kind of annoyed by that. But uh, in my adult life, it's not something that I I have resentment for that they did that for my sister. First of all, she needs it. I think it's also a question of that. What position mm-hmm. is your sister in? She might be the one who needs it. I think mm. parents want to help the people who really yeah. need it. You know. And also, I will say, like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but this is a ma- a very macro thing to say, but. I don't know. Women in America make 70 cents on the dollar that a man makes. And I feel like give them the extra 30 cents if they need it. And maybe yeah. that's saying too much. But um, No, but I, I mean, I agree with that. I think that's why I have like a, a feeling of entitlement mm. over my brothers is because I'm like, I feel like I do deserve it more. Um, right. <laughs> but also you don't know, like maybe his, his sister's like 
having a baby or like mm-hmm. you don't know like she might need a house and i <laughs> like don't think urgently. your mother is resentful that you have gotten out of there and made it on your own i think she might be a little embarrassed that she wasn't able to facilitate more for you i think all parents have that thought probably i wish i could have done this i wish i could have done that all of this um i do think also when you're living far from your parents they think like my dad the other day asked me if i could retire now and I was like, what, what do you, what kind of a life do you think? Like what, you know, it's just a different perspective of like, oh, they have a master's. They're living in Portland. It's expensive there. They must be rich, you know? And it really yeah. isn't, that's really not the case. So she might be skewed about how well you're doing or not anyway. Rana, what do you think? Well, I think it's a little complicated. I think the bigger problem actually, it's not that your mother has done this. It's how both you and she feel about it. I think as a parent, I think it's very complicated. I think until about 25, you think, a lot of parents think that their kid is going to launch, okay? In whatever form that means. They're going to go to nursing school, become a nurse. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Whatever it is, they're going to find their way. And there are certain kids who don't. And when they don't, and Grace, we're not talking about you, dear. You've chosen to live an artistic life. Absolutely found your way. I have no question. Honestly, I have no question in my mind that as soon as you're done screwing everybody on Hinge or if you got tired of it or whatever it is, (laughs) you could probably start a a job on Monday as a barrister somewhere. I mean, really, I don't think that it's that you don't have the stuff to make this happen. I think she's also successful, Rana. She has chosen. I make a good amount of money. Of course, that's the thing. I'm just yes, very but it's not enough for you, Grace. Yeah, it's not no, enough for I'm you, I'm very Grace. materialistic. I want Your a parents, rich husband. That's what I want. Certain life, you were raised a certain way, and you want to keep it going. <laughs> and not? you're hoping exactly. that you'll keep it going on your own, but you're still very young, so you can't make enough to do all of those things. I mean, you got to accrue a little wealth. It's yeah, just the facts. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with your earning potential. It's just that you, you're just at the beginning of your career. That's all. Yeah, and also I think like in a way I've just become I, I just I just really like nice things so much. Sure. And I just really want nice things. Yes, and they've given them to you. So it you know, there's there is this strange uh you know, look, the math this is all look, we're not talking about you. My point is this doesn't apply to you what I'm about to say. Yeah. Because there are certain people, first of all, it doesn't apply to you because your parents don't mind helping you and it's not, a, it's not a burden on them. And second of all, because you've chosen a creative life and in the meantime, they, they are happy to support, they believe in you and they're happy to support that goal. Wonderful. Congratulations. Sounds like they're terrific people. We're not, ta- I just, my point was just what I'm about to say doesn't apply to you. Okay. Which is that this sister doesn't She's not built for this world for whatever reason. Maybe it's because the mother never expected it of her. Maybe it's whatever it is, the ship has sailed, okay? She's not going to wake up tomorrow and say, you know, I've been thinking about it and I want to become a paralegal and I want to buy my own things and have my own life. And she, she doesn't, she's going to live off the hog if she can. And she doesn't have the skills to succeed on her own. And it is totally normal, natural, understandable that you would resent that mm-hmm. because you are the pleaser and she you're the giver and she's the taker. Yeah. And that's just how your family is organized. 
And I don't think your mother doesn't resent you. She might a little. Mm-hmm. She might, your mother might feel, well, it must have been nice. You had the opportunity to do this and do that. And you didn't have kids you didn't have to worry about. And you weren't a single mother and you weren't, a, you know. And there are people that wear that and care about that. And there are people that don't. But that doesn't mean she doesn't want that for you. That she doesn't want you to be successful. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm sure she's very proud that you have pulled yourself out of poverty and that you own your own home and that you're doing, I mean, what an achievement. Yeah. But at the end of the day- And you went to college. I mean, your your sister wasn't afforded that opportunity or didn't take that opportunity. I don't know Oh, it didn't work hard enough for it. And she's an absolute piece of shit. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, mean, really. Yeah, I mean, who knows? but But this is families. This is families. And so what are we talking about? When, from your mother's perspective, at the end of the day, she doesn't expect anything of your sister. And so what she wants, your mother's perspective is, I'm going to die someday. I want to know she has somewhere to live. Exactly. And let it, that be what you think. Is that how you want people to think about you? And unfortunately, the cost the cost in all of that is that your mother didn't say, I've got $100,000, I'm giving 50 to her and 50 to you. Mm. And sometimes when people die, they give things evenly or whatever. But right. for the most of the most, honestly, I my family was a very similar situation, which is that there were the people that asked and asked and asked and the people that didn't. And of course, there was the family money and the business. I mean, come on, you know, I'm not acting like sure, you know, right. somehow I didn't get something. Right, but there right. are people who parents can't sleep at night unless they take care Completely. of Completely. Yes, that's and true. They and they don't mind. And those people have long ago gave up caring about asking. And by the way- This is what I you, mean. This doesn't apply to you, Grace. Truly. Mm, I really, you, truly mean that. It's a different whole other thing. I don't want you to take this in some well, way. Also, oh, you've I'm given not, your, no, I'm not. Yeah. You've given yeah. your parents such a- gift or your mother I should say such a gift of like not having to worry about you and sometimes that can come across as someone not being interested or someone not caring or all of this because all they all they ever talk about in my case is that the sibling who needs the help is that's all they're occupied with you know what I mean and so it can feel like why don't we ever talk like why don't you ever ask me anything or da 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 and the truth is like they're not worried about you and they, they really appreciate that, but sometimes it's not, they're not vocal about it. So I, actually given her I a huge gift. I have no doubt that almost every person in our audience is the person who their family doesn't worry about. Right. So And it can many feel neglectful sometimes, but it's not. Well, it is. But also life is sort not of. a game of, uh, you know, it's not a piece of pie. Yeah. You know, it just is, you know, and it's the same for love. Everybody you got to put yourself in her only, shoes a little must, bit too. There's only this much left to go around. You took a slice and now I don't get any more. You know, and now there's only this much left. And it's all just a little bit more fluid than that, unfortunately. And when you're looking at it from a child's perspective as opposed to a parent's perspective, you feel that it is unfair. Also, and do you know how different parent, it's going to feel? feel proud. Do you know how different it's going to feel buying a home with your own money? Like mm. that is, I remember when I did that, nothing felt better. I didn't want to leg up. You know? It just It's just that the baby that cries the loudest gets the most attention, and it stinks. For people that, for people that, that are mm. self-sufficient and, you know, you're, you are a reaction to your circumstance. She is a product of her circumstance, or however you want to look at it. And unfortunately, honestly, they, you can't make this math work. You can't. 
So that's the thing that you need to come to terms with. Grace, what were you going to say? Do you think that he should say anything to his mom? I think well, what he could say, because I do think what yeah. some what might be honestly almost enough or enough, I don't know that the mother's actually said, like my mom does this. She talks about me, but she never says it to me. She never really gives me any indication that she's proud or anything like that. And I know she tells other people, and so I'm satisfied with that. But it might be enough to say, like, I understand that you gave this gift. It's it's almost like you need acknowledgement in some way for, like, I am proud that you did this. I am totally impressed that you took went from here to here. I'm not worried about you. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes people just need to hear something like that to feel the love. And in my case, if, yeah. if in a parallel situation, which I think I might be in with this person, like, that can feel like enough. And maybe you just haven't heard it. But also, because maybe, like, your mum can't really read your mind as well. Like, if you're not giving any indication of the fact that this has bothered you... That's true, too. ...then you might, like, slowly build up resentment about it. Whereas if you just vocalise these things and just say, you know, like, I just... It's not actually necessarily about the money because, like, he's already clarified, like, he's doing fine. But it's about the fact that you don't express, like, how proud you are of exactly. what I've done. Exactly, and I bet that's a part that of That would go a lot further. Mm -hmm. I think you could say that, and I think you should. I also think it's okay to say, did it not, do you not think it should bother me? Do you not, did you not think it would bother me? And did you not think it should? I mean, it sounds like they're past that. They're meaning they're in a conflict about this now. Right. And that the mother has dug her heels in a little bit, basically saying, you know, don't, don't question me. But I think it's okay, especially because it's caused this conflict between you to clear the air. And maybe it'll clear it or it won't, but it's I don't think it's gonna make it worse. It could only make it better to say That's true. You know, Get this out of I've the had way. Some, I've had some time to think this over. And and I had to think about why it really bothered me. And I just can't get past it. And the truth is, it feels in some way like you love me less. Or, so, or you, you know, could... wh whatever it really is, and just say it. I think and I bet that'll shock like her a little bit. Yeah, because I think like what you have to do is you have to figure out like why it has bothered you so much because it's like there's so many different things here that actually could be the trigger. But yeah. then once you've figured that out like and have been able to rationalize it and sort of process the emotion, then it's really healthy to say, by the way, this is how I was feeling. I think it's because of this. Um, it's not that I'm saying give me $100,000 because I know you don't have that. That's not the, what the resolution here is. It's just like FYI, this is sometimes how I felt in my life because otherwise like families are so complicated if you let this stuff like build and build and build that's how people fall out forever like yeah it, just, it, it is. happens so much i yeah. do have one that's a great point by the way mm -hmm. and well said because you're absolutely right that is well, that's that why happens. neither of grace's brothers is speaking to her that's right huge fallout huge fallout <laughs> well I, mean, I do have to yeah. say there her is a parents plan. put her up in a hotel in brooklyn for 10 days no i'm just, actually i'm she I makes her own money I Rana. Know, I, know. I need to clarify this because i'm actually she very, does well. I'm really well for myself yes I of course a really nice pair of prada shoes okay on my own dime there you go yeah, and I then do I will marry rich as well. That will. <laughs> there you happen. go. There's the. Listen, so I, I can just move the sponge that I sponge off of from my parents onto a man. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Christ. I do have to say this though. <laughs> if you if you're too afraid to do that, or it just isn't satisfying enough, a pl I do have a plan B. Hmm. Buy a Does pair it involve of pantyhose. a water balloon. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Buy a pair of pantyhose. Okay. <laughs> 
I actually don't think you should cut off the ends. I want you you stick it over your face, but don't cut off the ends so it almost looks like you have ears, but that's just for your pleasure. And you sneak into her home in the middle of the night, you wear a Zorro mask, and you rob her blind, and you sell everything Ooh, she sister, has. the sister or the mom? No, you rob both. You should do a double robbery and you yeah. rob them both blind and you sell everything they have and see how much money that gets you. And you might feel better. That's a plan B. I would go That's with the other B. stuff first. Yeah. Right, Ronnie? This isn't going. Yes, of course. <laughs> this just isn't going away. No. I'm sorry to tell you. It just isn't going away. This is how you feel about your sister. It's how you feel about your mother. It's how you feel about everybody. And the only solution here, I absolutely think you can, you should say something if you feel like it, but the most important thing you need to do is make peace with the economics of your family. Yeah. My opinion. My opinion. Rana here. And have I got fabulous news for you today. I got together with the people at Headspace and we came up with an incredible offer just for you. And when I say just for you, I mean just for my listeners, and I suppose for Brian's listeners too. I have to say, if the last few years have taught us anything, it's how important mental health is to our overall state of well-being. I mean, would you be listening to this podcast if you weren't searching for a little help, keeping yourself on track? Well, let me tell you something. When I'm feeling a little bit anxious, a little bit unregulated, a little bit all over the place... Headspace is a tool that I reach for, and particularly when I need a little help sleeping. I mean, can you imagine trying to keep track of an empire like this and not being a little bit anxious that you're not pleasing this one, satisfying that one, coming up with a fabulous new idea for the one after that? That all changed for me once I discovered Headspace. Headspace helps improve mental well-being through guided meditations, mindfulness practices, breathing and calming exercises, and so much more. These tools can help reduce stress, boost your mood, and help you sleep better. They certainly have for me. And with a wide range of teachers with diverse backgrounds and areas of expertise, they ensure there's a teacher and content to help you, whether you're a first-timer or have been practicing for years. Headspace has the world's largest library of content with over one thousand hours of clinically proven mindfulness exercises. I mean, what are we talking about here? This is a fabulous place to start your practice or continue your practice. So as I was saying, I got together with Headspace. They've helped me and more than a hundred million other people worldwide, and they can help you too. Listen up. You do not want to miss this. I've arranged something special. For a limited time, all of you can try Headspace free for 60 days by going to headspace.com slash Rana60. You won't find this offer anywhere else, excuse me, just right here on the Ask Rana with Rana and Brian in parentheses podcast. You must use my link, Headspace, H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E dot com slash Rana60 to unlock all of Headspace free for 60 days. This isn't something that they normally do, but pardon me, they did it for me. And now I'm passing it on to you. Headspace.com slash Rana 60. Why not? Dear Rana Brian and happy, healthy, beautiful, bouncing baby guest. That's fun. 
That's a fun way to put it. Mm -hmm. This past weekend, I was caught throwing out a a gift from a friend. (laughs) Oh, dear God. I know this has happened to Grace, whatever this is. I know it is. I know she's got an equivalent situation she's going to share with us. She throws it out right in front of their faces, though. She just takes it (laughs) and then just puts it in the bin. (laughs) My pal, Louise, hosted a birthday tea for me and some close friends. She baked a... She baked a disgusting cake and decorated it horribly. It was as if she shaped drywall compound and then let a toddler finger paint it without supervision. Uh, this is this is what I Ed can't Kim- tell who the asshole is yet. By the this way, this is what Ed Kimba and the Great British Bake Off has done to us. That's all I'm going to say. Golly. Everybody thinks everybody thinks they can bake, and also everybody thinks the cake's supposed to look great. Everyone wants something problems. homemade, but they don't want it to look homemade. They want at everything. All. Every, yes, everybody wants something homemade that came from a store. Correct. That's, that was opened by a person that first made it homemade at their house. Correct. Louise was quite confident and presented her cake to us with her head held high and chest puffed out as if she was a step stepford wife with the skills of Buddy Velastro. That's the cake boss. Who is that? Oh, okay. We all played along and choked down a slice while sharing knowing glances across the table. I can't believe it tasted bad, too. How horrible. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a cake looks terrible, but it's still cake. I mean, I love birthday cake. Mm. I just love birthday cake. But Me too. At the I end of the event. Cake, but- Oh, Grace, I'm sure. What's your, yeah. do, you have a, do you have a substitute? I mean, is there something? Are you a pie? Or are you so just like, not a sweet I, person? I ha- no, I'm not really a sweet person. Yeah. I like tiramisu. It's not really sweet. Well, that's just because it has delicious. It, it has, yeah, it just has, you know, rum soaked finger. yeah. lady fingers. Lady fingers. That's why she likes it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Grace, and it has coffee. It's very sophisticated flavor like profile. The Grace, have you ever had cake in America? Because the problem is that you eat cake in the United Kingdom and it's not good. And all, all the cakes look gorgeous, but they taste like sawdust. I had a great cake on my birthday on Sunday. I oh, went good. To the Hamptons. I went to the Hamptons on Saturday night. So I woke this up in life. Hamptons I'm on obsessed my birthday. With Wait good a minute. You. And Oh, you didn't have the but you didn't have the date in the Hamptons. No, the date was in New York on the evening. So I woke up in the Hamptons in the morning on Sunday morning, had this amazing I cake. I want this life. That is, <laughs> honestly, I thought I was yeah. relating to you with She's going on hinge dates, but this is absolutely, this is Where not even, this is. Where was the cake from? Yeah. It was from a shop in the Hamptons. My god sister got it for me. I, I have to find out, but it was absolutely unbelievable. And text I was like, Text her you know right what? now. I don't like, let me text her. I was like, I don't like cake. Like Ron is always out to find the perfect cake. Well, it's but probably this was an from, unbelievable you know. sponge. It was absolutely insane. Well, this is why shame on you. Well, this is what I'm telling you. You have the nerve to tell us you hate cake, and you just said you had the <laughs> best cake in your life. And what I'm explaining to you, and I'm right about it, and I've always been right about this, is the cake. And I've spent a lot of time in your country. In fact, I'm here right now. I'm at the. Ham- oh, yard. really? Okay, let me find. I'm out. at the ham yard, which is the hysterical joke that you're there and I'm here. But in any event. You know how to make a cake look gorgeous. I've never tasted a piece of cake in this country that I wanted to taste again. Jesus. Ronna, you've got a real problem with Grace, I have to tell you. You, what I don't do you know mean? what it is about her. There, she's giving off some essence that is I just absolutely told... anathema to you. <laughs> I think she's terrific. <laughs> it's um, but the thing is, you're not insulting me because I don't like cake. She agrees, <laughs> and we're agreeing. I'm, joking. She, I know. I'm I... just saying to Grace, you don't like British cake. 
Yeah, but that is what I'll say is this cake I had on Sunday, I was like, that yeah. is some good cake. And it was shaped like a sunflower, which is my favorite flower, but it was like a chocolate sponge with like sunflower icing. And Yum. I ate the whole thing. Yeah. What a there nice person who got that cake for you. Yeah. My, Isn't that my thoughtful? Sister. Isn't that very thoughtful? Very that's thoughtful, a ne- I know. That's a very personal, lovely kind of cake to wake up to on your birthday. Would you have thrown this cake away in front of her if you didn't like it? Can we get back to the letter? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Louise was quite confident and presented her cake to us with her head held high and her chest puffed out as if she was a step for wife with the skills of Buddy Velastro. We all played along and choked down a slice while sharing knowing glances across the table. At the end of the event, she insisted I take the remaining cake home. I tried to pawn off as many slices as I could, but there were no takers. As I reluctantly carried the cake to my car, I noticed her neighbor, N E I G H B O U R. Canadian. So this or could, this British is at least Australian. Yes, this is a Commonwealth cake. Commonwealth. So this this only This is a Commonwealth my, cake. <laughs> this only proves my point. So wait, you spell it without the U. Exactly. Correct. I wow, noticed her neighbor that. across the street had their garbage bins at the end of their driveway. I tossed the cake without remorse with this is my favorite part because i think they did it with a with a real you know flair like yes, threw it behind flair them. yeah i think it was a with flair you know see i think they opened the lid walked by it and didn't even look at the trap like they literally opened the bin and did it oh, in yeah. one second didn't even look at it they were on a the, call oh the bin could have been empty yeah totally. yeah but why would you do it Outside your friend's house. Who fucking knows? Like you have a trash can at home. Take it in the Uber and then chuck (laughs) it in the bin outside your house. Correct. Now we had to stop down for a second because Rana, as fancy as a hotel as she wants to brag that she's staying in, their Wi-Fi went nuts. I, I absolutely lost it. So I now I'm too unnerved. Brian, finish this question for me. You got it. As I reluctantly carried the cake to my car, I noticed her neighbor across the street had their garbage bins at the end of the driveway. I tossed the cake without remorse. On Mm. Monday, I received a confrontational text from Louise along with video footage from her security camera of Uh me discarding the entire cake. Oops. I apologize (laughs) profusely, but she's still very hurt and is not accepted. We have some more events planned in the next few weeks, so I need to make amends somehow. What would you do? Is there some kind of gesture that <laughs> will make her why. come around? Well, I wouldn't do that. I'm sorry. If I'm going <laughs> to throw away a cake that someone's just made for me, I would be discreet about it, okay? Honestly, this is her. In Louis, their bin. This is your fault. Complete. Why would you ever throw away the cake on that street even? No, it's mad. It's literally like texting someone texting someone bitching about themselves like is that, has that ever happened to you like when I was a teenager I, of course we used to like text each other and bitch about our friends and then I remember once I accidentally messaged the person I was talking Ugh, about there's about no worse her. feeling but that's what you've done you've thrown the cake into her bin like it's an own goal what I would do I think the only thing I could think of to do is I guess you could send her flowers with a written note or something like that. But I don't know what you're apologizing for. Like, what are, also, are you saying? what's your excuse? What's your, that's <laughs> what I mean. What is your excuse? Are you, because you, you clearly have not said, because what you could say is like, I'm sorry, I just have a problem with sugar. I didn't know what to do or whatever. I'm allergic to gluten, whatever. I don't know. I can't have too much yeah. cake. I'll eat it all in one night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or if you have not said any of those things, and then at this point, all you could say is, I didn't like it. 
yeah. don't know. I mean, which is so you shitty. Definitely, like I had a birthday dinner at my house before I came to America and my friends brought a cake, but then we had a slice of cake. Well, I didn't because as you know, I don't like cake. And then everybody was leaving and I was like, can somebody take the cake because I'm going away tomorrow and also I don't like cake. Right. So, like you can just say, I don't like cake. <laughs> you could have just said that. All of this could have been so avoided. I, but also truly, you have, Yes, go ahead. She has made this a non-issue. Like this was, no, sorry, this was a non-issue. Totally. She could have been like, I'm going to leave the cake here. I don't want the cake. But she has basically made it much more of an issue by deciding that the cake was like so disgusting. She had to throw it away in a bin outside her friend's house. Like that was so, that is so out of control that you did that, by the way, that you did it on that street. Like you, you hated it. By the way, it is hysterical. By the way, that you said it was disgusting and looked terrible. And it was like, you had to get, (laughs) I love that you had to get rid of it immediately. Yeah. (laughs) But you should have gone. Do we know that it was a shame? No, that's Do we know that it was a shame? I don't know. Let me see here. Uh, um, well, there's Louise, and then no. So I guess we don't know the the gender of the letter. Anyway, writer. whoever yeah. the cake because they signed it anonymously. Is. Yeah, whoever this cake receiver is, uh, I, I sort of think you should just say, Louise, are we going to pretend that was a delicious cake? <laughs> I would honestly just like you can make a joke out of it. And then, like, that makes it a bit more normal. Be like, okay, girl, I don't know why you're getting so irate about a cake that was disgusting. I didn't like it. I didn't want you to feel bad, so I took it. Yeah. And I did the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know also, the truth? Why are you yeah, checking your security camera? And why would you send video the video? Footage. That's so embarrassing. Oh, I love that she sent the video. <laughs> and you're right, Grace. Why was she checking the security camera why anyway? Are you checking the security well, she got camera. an alert. So she got an alert down by her bins, and so she looked at it. She's one of those people. But it wasn't even her bins. doorbell people. Well, it turned out it was the bins across the street, but but also she had a suspicion you hated the cake, so she wanted to see what you are going to do on the way out. <laughs> yeah. I think you should just, I think you have to be honest and say, I have to be honest. I love you so much as a friend. I don't want this to destroy our relationship. But, and I so appreciate that you went to the, uh, the distance to put this party together. I did not like the cake. That's the truth. And I didn't want to eat it. And I feel that I should have been uh, more polite and brought it home. But I was going to throw it out either way. <laughs> yeah, just lay I it honestly on think that's, that's what you do. That's and then you do. just sort of say, I don't, look, what can I say? I got busted. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the truth. <laughs> that yeah. is the truth. Stop making cakes. And stop making, making really this should all be and and just stop you know say you're sorry you hurt her feelings and you were trying not to hurt her feelings which is why you took it but you didn't like it okay yeah, yeah honesty go for it now listen we shot. had such such a problem with uh, thanks to me with my audio this and that we're gonna have to go straight to the decision time with Grace okay. so you're gonna have to now, explain Scarlet, to her what happens now. we've reached the end of the show and at Scarlet. this point oh my god I'm so sorry Grace. What did you call me, Scarlet? I did. He I'm did. Sorry. He said now. He said now, Scarlet. You all look the same the to me. You all look shit. the same to me. So. You all sound. He has. He has face blindness and 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 vocal vocal blindness. Exactly. And he blindness. Accent. Yeah. You all sound the same. Yeah. Um. So Grace, at the end of this show, what we like to do, or what we always do, is we decide which of the letter writers deserves a little something special. Like sometimes we'll send them a nice candle or a body wash or something like that. So which of these letter writers do you think deserves it the most that we sent to? And it's non-transferable. They can't give it to a friend. She can't, in other words, no. 
the cake person can't give it to the person she offended or anything like that. She has to. So do we give um, it to that person or no. do we give it to? No, we absolutely don't. You're right. I think we give it to the the first guy who, yes. who, who you know, the lost son. out on a hundred grand. Yeah. So we might as well compensate him somehow. <laughs> Honestly, when you put it that way, you're exactly right. He did lose out on a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> so give him a candle. You're yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah. Ronna, he deserves it. I agree. Well, we don't give out Palo Santo candles anymore because Bath and Body Works started making a Palo Santo vanilla. So we don't, we used to, we used to try to clear people's spaces with a gorgeous Lalabo Palo Santo candle, but we don't do that anymore. We've decided that once something reaches the mainstream, we, we, we can't be involved with it anymore. Well, Is Cynthia Dupree Sweeney turned me on to the Santa Maria Novella tobacco candle and I love it. She uses it when she's writing. Please stop saying she turned you on to Santa Maria Novella. It's a personal insult to me. You turned me on to the potpourri candle. She turned me on to the tobacco one. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. We're got to get you. Okay, send him one of your homosexual tobacco candles, whatever <laughs> it is that you think that he needs. <laughs> do you think Cynthia whatever, gave me that candle because I'm gay? I do. Whatever musky, yeah. whatever musky scent. You masculine men burn in your houses. That's what you She burns you it too. Him. It's an all, you know what, Rana? Get with it. <laughs> Listen, Grace, it was an absolute pleasure having you here. I I am worried hope- Grace had a bad time. No, my God. I think you I think you um I'm very like easily pleased, and that was really fun. I think I she had, had a good time. time. I believe her. I gotta tell you, I'm a huge fan of you, Grace. And I just want to tell everyone again it's disgrace gamble on um yeah. on instagram, on instagram. right instagram. yes mm-hmm. please watch her videos go watch her things listen to her go see stand-up. her show the next time she performs well she says that in the yeah. fall she's hoping to do her show in new york which is it's called a show about men right yeah is she gonna come is she gonna come to our show in london or maybe well i yes. told her yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm gonna be in london then great perfect okay wonderful we're gonna work it all out we'll work it all out right. we're gonna figure this out uh, Grace, you. Are, I'm sorry. I was a, a bit rattled by my technology, my Don't technological be sorry. challenge. Don't be sorry. It was. An I absolutely adore you. I mean it. I get such a kick out of your Instagram, and as Brian knows, I really don't think anyone's funny. No. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a I mean, about. you're giving me a real kick, and I also just love you. It's just you're hitting all the buttons for me. What you're interested in is what I'm interested in. That's what I'm going to say. I love that. Okay, well, I'm going to see you guys in London. Can't wait. We adore you. Thank you for being here. And best of luck in New York. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I might try and get one more shag. Oh, get one more. Absolutely. Get one more. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, dear. What a terrific guest she was. She was an absolute box of fun. What a weird thing I just said. She's fabulous. Well, she was like a box of saltwater taffy or something. Very colorful and fun. I want to hang, I want to pal around with her and Scarlett. I'll be honest with you. That sounds like a fun time. Oh, sure. Oh, definitely. Those girls know what they're doing. No question about it. You ready for the cliffhanger, Rana? I can't wait. Dear Rana and Brian, I find it difficult. Never heard of. I don't know who those people are. I find it difficult to describe how much your podcast means to me. I often download Mm -hmm. and save episodes for occasions when I know I'm going to be in a stressful situation 
and we'll, le- we'll need to listen to something that provides both levity and reassurance. For example, I always listen to you when I'm on a flight and the plane is about to take off, which is the only part of flying that gives me anxiety. Very nice. I hope you keep listening. Otherwise, you're just listening to it for 10 seconds. It's interesting that the takeoff, uh, well, I guess that makes sense. Okay, go on. I've never written in to ask for advice before because I didn't think I had anything to ask that was worth your time. However, I now have a problem that I truly can't talk to anyone about. The problem is that I've, me too. The problem is that I find myself constantly fantasizing about my coworker. Very sexy. He and I are both married and he has kids. We've worked together closely for a few years, but I only recently started having these feelings about him. I have no desire to do anything that would ruin my relationship with my husband, who is wonderful. We've been together over 10 years, and even though we're rarely apart, we still talk about everything, make each other laugh, and always have fun together. My closest friends and family all adore him, and I feel the same way about his family. This is also the reason I have no one to talk to about this problem. I feel that if I verbalize my feelings to anyone, then they will become more real. And as long as, as long as no one knows I feel this way, it has no potential to hurt him or cause anyone to judge me. At the same time, it feels like an urge that is building pressure inside of me with no release valve. The good news is that I rarely see my coworker in person. We both work remotely in different cities. This was our work situation even before the pandemic. But we talk often on the phone and on Zoom because we have shared projects at work. However, We do see each other in person at company events three to four times per year, sometimes in a different city that neither one of us lives in, where we stay at the same hotel. Nothing physical has ever happened between us, but we hang out together, mostly, but not always, in large groups. I also think we do flirt with each other, meaning I get a strong sense that the attraction is not one-sided. I think if circumstances were different, we'd probably have a secret office affair, which sounds more fun than a doable marital affair. Lately, this crush has become more of a fixation. I'm drifting off daydreaming when we're on video calls together. I feel like I'm overcompensating by purposefully underreacting to things he says when I'm actually thinking, wow, that's hot. I have explicitly sexual dreams about him, usually involving hotel rooms. I know that this is not good for any aspect of my life. I'll tell you, Ron, a spring has sprung. It has for Grace and it has for this person. I know that this is room spring for sure. I know that this is not good for any aspect of my life, but it also feels good in an addictive sort of way. To be honest, I feel like a horny teenager, and I haven't felt that way about anyone in a very long time. Probably the last time was when I first met my husband. Please help. How do I stop doing this for me? Sincerely, hot for married coworker. P.S. I am an Instagram follower. This is horny as hell today, Rana. So to have that answered, and for everyone to have something to fap to, Go to patreon.com slash askrana for the answer. And please don't forget to go to arsocial.club or arsocialclub.com. Sign up for the social club. Follow us on Instagram. And it's free to rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. So we encourage you to do it. I can't believe FAP it made had a comeback. It's spring, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you to our fabulous guest. Thank you to Brian for being my my unfappable. Oh, thank you, Rana. I'm I'm here to be unfappable. I'm here to be unfappable. <laughs> you were un- totally I was totally unfappable, unfappable today. With my technology. Yeah, you're right. I was. I stood. I stood in the face of of, of despair and remained unfappable.
I sometimes I do surprise myself with how funny and smart you and are sophisticated hysterical. I am all at the same you. time. You make me laugh. <laughs> you're wicked. wicked. You're wicked funny. You're wicked. Uh, all right, dear. I adore you. Yeah, more. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.